0: Alright, guys. Welcome to the uh latest episode. Epidition. Epi- epi- Welcome to the latest epidition. <laughs> We're off to a start. Oh goodness. The latest episode of the Keep Shooting podcast, man. Um Hope everybody's doing well out there. No video on this one because Brandon's too busy, man. He Hey Brandon, what you doing? I'm in Atlanta, man. Oh, okay, cool. What are you doing this day? I'll be in New York City, man. So um basically what I'm saying he's fired. I'm just kidding, he's not fired, but uh but yeah, man, we're back. We're back. Uh and by we're? I mean, it's me. And if I sound a little excited, uh have a cookies and cream protein shake and uh it's uh it's pretty it's pretty damn good. I'm pretty excited about it. So, yeah, man. Uh let me think about what's going on since the last time we did the podcast. I went to Nashville. I don't think I did a I don't think we did one after I got back from Nashville. Did we? Did we not? Um, Nashville was a lot of fun though. A lot Nashville was a really really good time. I uh, got to meet with two two subscribers out there. Maybe we did. Maybe I talked about this. Anyway, Nashville was great. Uh love it out there. Always think about moving back there, but not sure if not sure if I'll I'll, I'll ever I'll ever pull the trigger and, and go back, but who who knows? Who knows? Um but man, a lot of good stuff going on. Just uh just to just to throw it out there. I'm going to West Palm Beach uh July 18th through the 21st. I'm doing kind of like a coaches trainer's clinic, and then going to make some appearance at some clinics down there. Uh, then I'm going to Minnesota with Midwest 3-on-3, three three, and my man Pat Freeman, uh, July 25th through the 27th. Then I'm going to Akron, Ohio, courtesy of Nate Brockmeyer. Uh, he's bringing me in there, and that's going to be a one-day clinic, but it's going to be a doozy. Uh, I believe it's going to be one day, uh, three, two-and-a-half-hour sessions, which, hey, I'll be dead. Um, but it's, go- it's all good, man. It's all good. And then I'm going to come back from that, uh, and then I come back from that the thirty first. So leave the thirty come back the thirty first from Akron, and then hop on a plane the first on a way to Orlando, uh, to go celebrate the little one's third birthday party, in Disney World. So, uh, is it a trip for her? Kinda. Is it more a trip for me and my wife as an excuse to go to Disney again? Yes, one hundred percent. So looking, looking forward to that. But um, yeah, man, some cool times. The the the, the journey of being on my own continues and i love it and it's a lot of fun oh another thing i believe i'll be back in brazil in january so end of january it looks like Brasilia. i don't know if i pronounced that right uh but i that's where i'll be in uh in in end of january 2022 it looks like so cool way to kick off the new year uh which isn't that far away which is kind of crazy but things are going well uh doing a lot of traveling a lot of a lot of training stuff the subscription's doing great so has been has been a lot of fun as always learning and uh and then you know hearing hearing you guys say that you listen to the podcast all six of you also makes my day and that's pretty it's pretty darn cool i uh man I just thought about this so i i wake up early as many know, and i don't know i don't know what it is. Uh, I live in a townhouse community, right? And then, but like for some reason during this time of year, there are toads everywhere, man. So like if I if I leave early in the morning, when I start walking down the sidewalk, you just see them just disperse, like they just jump everywhere, right? But they're always these little baby toads, like they're they're super not not baby toads, baby toads with a D. Um, so but they all like disperse, right? And this morning. I, I come. I step outside, and uh, right on, on my walkway, right outside the door, was the biggest toad I've ever seen uh, in my life. Um, probably as big as some Instagram trainers. And I was like, man, this is crazy how big this toad is. And we, we just looked at each other. And how all the other little toads, like once they once they get you know they see me coming, they get out of the way or they feel the vibration of the ground because your boy's a mountain. Um, they get out of the way. This toad, man, we had a standoff. I had a standoff with a toad this morning. We just stared at each other, and I have to be completely honest here, because who knows who's watching and maybe one of the maybe one of this maybe one of this toad's relatives is tuning into this podcast right now, but. He never moved. Now, did I go around him? I did. I did. And I respect him for it. And he stared me down, and he held his ground, and he wins. Um, so, hey, I don't know what's happening out here with these animals, but they're getting less and less scared of us. Biggest toad I've ever seen. Uh, and, honestly, he got my day off to a, to a shaky start because I, I, <laughs> he was in my head the whole way, the whole drive to the gym, I'm trying to listen to Earl Nightingale. And uh, all I could think about was how I got out of the way of the toad. So, that's how my day started, and now it's finishing with me enjoying this protein shake and talking about how I was bullied by an amphibian. But, nonetheless, uh, I decided to do this podcast for two reasons. One, because I've been reading a couple books right now, and there's a lot of really cool information in it, and I just wanted to talk about it. And two, because my wife is watching uh, Real Housewives, and I'm not allowed to speak to her during those times. And if I feel like talking and I'm not allowed to speak, I'm just going to come down here, plug in the microphone, and, and just get busy, man. And just and just get busy. But so the, um, the first book that I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, it actually has nothing to do with basketball. It's actually about golf, but there's a really interesting... Uh, Part of this book in there that that immediately resonated with me because You know anybody that teaches shooting I guess anybody that teaches basketball in general, you know a lot of times you get hit with this uh, Kind of rebuttal with things in terms of in terms of well So-and-so shoots like this or I want to shoot like I want to shoot like Steph Curry or I want to shoot like clay like clay Thompson and I've always been like well, they're they're different than you like you can't just shoot just like them like that's not going to happen and actually, my man Andrew Secor did a did a really cool. Um, he had a cool uh, tweet the uh, today actually about talking about this, and it was so interesting because I had been thinking about it, and uh, I literally already had the page picked out that I was going to come reference, and now it's going to look like I'm just uh, stealing my man's stuff, but I'm not. Drew, I promise, I'm not. Um, also, just a, a quick sidebar. Uh, so Andrew Secor with Make Shots LLC, if. He has his new podcast out, two episodes in. I'm listening. You should go listen. Why? Because we're brothers. We're brothers in this basketball community. We're just trying to get kids better, and that's all that matters. But uh, anyway, so this whole idea of, oh, I want to shoot like so-and-so, but, or, or uh, so-and-so doesn't do that. Why would I do this? And my answer always to that would be like, well, look, like we're not, you're not going to be that guy. They're going to do things a little bit different. They've also earned a certain degree of variability in things that they do, thing, you know, all this kind of stuff. But there's so, there's such a, there's such an easier way to say it. Um, and a lot of it rests on the idea that uh, when we watch these players, when we watch these players play, my words on this are kind of now, when we watch these players play, we're not, we can't be that infatuated with what they're doing from the physical side of things because uh you're not going to be able to replicate that but we should be more so tuned in to the the principles that you see uh kind of woven in from shooter to shooter right so focus on the principles that are at play rather than the physical conditions of what you're seeing so um so in this book that i'm reading which is a really really interesting book and it's actually called a new way to better golf and it's by alex morrison uh, it was written. Let's see here. Uh, there was one, There was only one hundred fifty thousand copies of it. It's like this antique book. It was written in nineteen thirty-two. So I heard of this. I, I read about this book within another some other book that I that I was reading, and so I started to look it up. And there was like copies of this book being sold for like two hundred dollars. And uh, I mean, I I didn't pay two hundred dollars for it, but I did find it, and I found a really old copy. But I I've been reading about it and. This, um, this golf instructor's whole methodology surrounded being able to teach golf in a way that he, he's like, well, I can teach this to anybody, right? I can teach this to anybody. And he kind of goes through and, and, uh, and talks about his encounters with other golfers and, and how they've learned how to golf and what they continue to try to do. And I'm sure it would make sense with a lot of you out there because I know many of us play golf. But um, he, he brings up Bobby Jones and this idea of uh, just copying Bobby Jones' swing. And how people at the time would say well i just want to swing like bobby jones and that's what i'm that's what i'm going to try to uh that's what i'm going to try to do and so uh the author goes on to say this anyone who has tried to pattern his golf game on that of jones or of any other expert knows the answer to that it can't be done for the simple reason that you haven't bobby's temperament and physique granted that you have the imitative imitative ability to go through the exact positions and moves of bobby jones which if you are beyond childhood is doubtful and you still have only a you and you still have only a synthetic swing unless you happen to be another bobby jones butchered it hey butchered it uh, <laughs> the good points of any player style are worthy of attention and adoption only if they illustrate the application of a sound basic principle it is far beyond. It's far better to adopt a technique which we can demonstrate is basically correct than to copy any particular individual's method or to struggle along on the popular system of trial and error. So well said, man. So well said. Focus on the principles, on the principles of what you're seeing, not just trying to completely mimic what you're seeing. So he uh, he goes on to say. He, he goes on to talk about how you can look at two players' swings. And then I obviously look at it like looking at two players' jump shots. Um, so let me see if I can, let me see if I can, uh, I can say, okay, so he goes on to talk about, um, Bobby Jones and Walter Hagen's, And, uh, he's like, look, they both have great swings and they're both very successful. And he was like, now, could you tell the difference between Walter Hagen's swing and Bobby Jones' swing? And, uh, and the guy was like, yeah. And then the author goes on to say, well, you would be able to tell the difference between Jones and Hagen if they weren't even swinging. And basically what he's saying is that because of our physical makeups and because of how we're all built, everything is going to be different and unique to the individual. Shooting the basketball to me is no different than that. Shooting the basketball is very similar in that we're all going to look a bit differently doing it, but how we arrive at those results can be fairly similar from a principle standpoint. Now, I'm not saying that we're all going to do things the exact same way, but if we look at shooting from a physics perspective, it's going to be pretty similar in terms of how we're going to start to create energy eliminate backwards movement increase our ability to repeat make things more efficient quicker etc cetera, etc cetera, right and i think that if you start to look at it from that point of view it starts to make sense why great great shooters share similar characteristics albeit they don't always look the same right and i just think i, I just think that's such a it's such an important thing to hear not just for uh, players but even parents and trainers look you you need to have your basic set of core principles in terms of what you believe and what you know how to show and communicate and then be able to kind of implement that in a way that's going to register with the player in front of you and that's not always going to be easiest that's not always going to be easy but you know it's it's like this idea when I'm when I'm always talking about well we don't shoot with our legs uh, we move the ball with our upper body and then our legs attach the thing is, the thing is I can't tell you the exact point your legs are going to attach because unless you're uh, six six two forty, like me. I'm like two fifteen. Uh, but um, you know what I mean. Like it, it'd be hard for me to gauge exactly where your points of leverage and timing is going to be. So there's always going to be, in the words, in the beautiful words of Rob Foder, the element of just being the athlete, right? We have to be athletes, and we have, we can understand our points of leverage, where we're powerful, the positions we need to get to, but the movement in between those positions, and when to attach, and how to flow through it that's largely going to uh rest on the individual in terms of the trial and error and going through it but we can't get frustrated with it while we're doing it be like oh this just doesn't work or or we can't get frustrated in that there's not a definitive answer to when exactly should my legs come up uh because everybody's going to be just a bit different because the way that we're built uh the way we achieve leverage our levers in general are all different right so i just found that to be such a cool thing while reading this book and like again, again, this book is called a new way to better golf. Uh, it's it's a really really inter- It's an interesting read. I'd have to say that the first 80 pages were really interesting. After that, it's getting a little, you know. Um, it was written in 1932, but as um as one of the guy, one of the guy that I look up to, he always tells me, you know, the best books were all written. I think he said post night or pre 1940. So this falls in that category for sure. Although segue, segue alert um, I'm reading a book that is relatively new that was rec- re- recommended me t- by a subscriber. Now, I say a subscriber, I'm talking super fast. It's the protein shake, man. <laughs> I do say a subscriber, but, um, it's, it's like anything as, as like, I do this subscription and then I talk to people so long and we develop these like relationships. He's like, he's a friend. He's just a friend now. Like he's a friend that I pay for. And, um, or a friend that pays for me, I don't, whatever. But, uh, he recommended this book. It's called uh, Atomic Habits. So shout out to my man, uh, Charles Hemmer, And he, he kept pushing the book on me. He's like, Mike, I think you'd really like this book. I had a bunch of people that did recommend it as well. But uh, I think I read the book, The Power of Habit once. And then I think I got that confused with this. and Or it was more so along the lines of, oh, I've already read The Power of Habit. I'm not going to read Atomic Habits. Uh, and that was a mistake. That was a mistake because this book, atomic habits by james clear is absolutely fantastic uh it is uh, i i said to charles i said a person could get away with reading the first 100 pages of this book and walk away with their life changed should they want to and it is it is just so so powerful and i wanted to just share uh, a point in this book um, because, because a a lot of us are, are goal oriented or, or want to know how to, to continue to move forward, to get to these goals. And he talks about that, um, from the sense of behavior changes and how, uh, we have to be able to change our behaviors in order to get to the outcomes that, that we want. But within that, he, he often says that more often than not, um, people try to, we, we try to change their habits by focusing on the outcome. Now, in the past i've definitely referenced a lot of neville goddard stuff in terms of assuming things as done uh so that if you can hold that image in your mind you can now proceed through your days weeks months etc as if that goal is inevitable is an inevitability and it kind of frees you up from a creative space to understand that everything you're doing has purpose in terms of getting there um which i still i i i'll never stop believing that i think that's super 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 powerful but the way that um The way that Clear frames this, and this is, again, this is more so behavior change than than goals, but I guess kind of interrelated. Um, The way that he frames this, he says that many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. This leads to outcome-based habits. Now, so let's just make, uh, I'll make it like super simple. Uh, It's this idea of seeing something that you want. And so let's just take for an example, uh, a car advertisement. We'll see car advertisements. We'll see uh, we'll see that guy driving the BMW like, man, that's a really nice car. Right. And you're thinking about I want that car. I want that car. Now, we're automatically already associated with the outcome of what we want, but not necessarily in terms of how we get there clear from clear's point of view. He said that if we now instead focus on an identity based habit rather than the outcome, Uh, we're now going to start to take the necessary steps towards achieving the outcome we want. So again, like this is, this is kind of like a really crude example, but if we just take the car, instead of asking, how do I get that car? You would ask, how do I become the kind of person that drives that car? Right. How do I get to be in that position? What kind of person does drive that car? Um, and that's, like a, that's, that's actually a really, really bad example. But I'll, I'll kind of explain how I've started to use this to shift my mentality in a different uh, a different array of, 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 of things. And so, you know, I, I definitely wake up really early. Um, exercising is a big part of, of, of what I do. But I'm also traveling a lot, all this kind of stuff. And there's definitely days I wake up and it's it's kind of like, man, I'm tired, dude. I'm tired. I want to stay home. I don't want to do this. I kind of want to just have a day to chill. Granted, I'm still doing everything on my own. Like, why, why am I even feeling this way? And from this perspective of shifting to uh, identity-based, I now ask the questions associated with the goals that I want. So if I wake up early and I don't feel like going to the gym, now the question comes to, and now the question pops into my mind and says, well, what would a healthy person do? A healthy person's going to the gym, man, Right. A healthy person going to the gym. If I need to put away money, but I don't want to put away money because it's just an extra step to go and, and invest da da da, then I have to ask myself, well, what would a wealthy person do, right? And for some reason, asking myself these questions triggers some type of response. It's almost like this jolt of energy being like, yeah, like what would they do? And that's me. I have to embody that. I have to embody all these different facets of myself in order to get the the end outcome. Uh, that I want, right? And I, I just think that little hacks like that, um, so powerful, man, so cool. This the the book is just incredible. If you're if you're anybody that's looking, I, I have a lot of people that will ask Mike, how do you wake up early, or how do I do this, da da da. Little things like that in terms of what we're doing in our everyday lives, um, it all comes down to habits, right? I've I've ingrained the habit of waking up early since two thousand or uh, twenty twelve at this point. So, like i'm I'm in it like it's just kind of what I do you know, even days I don't feel like it i'm I'm pretty damn good at still getting up and, and going to do it uh but you know it's 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 like a natural I've realized that the thing that kind of solidifies my habit if I take my pre workout in the morning, which I know I post a video of me oftentimes like and uh pouring the pouring the powder in the drink the as soon as I take a sip of that uh it's almost as if my workout's it it's taking care of itself because I know that as soon as I take a sip of that, there's no turning back. And I'm one hundred percent going to work out, and so it it almost like becomes the it almost becomes the the exercise in itself without the exercise like it, it, it's just an interesting it's funny the uh clear actually has an example of a woman who would get in a cab and then take the cab to to the gym every morning, and she considered her hopping in the cab as the habit being done because she knew as soon as she got in that cab everything else would take care of itself it's going to take her to the gym everything else is going to just go from there so uh, but yeah, those are the two, those are the two books I'm reading right now. Uh, Atomic Habits and A New Way to Better Golf. So, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear and A New Way to Better Golf by Alex Morrison. Atomic Habits, much easier to find than the, uh, the, the golf book. The golf book, uh, took some time. I got it, actually got it from an antique bookstore. So, uh, your boy's a nerd. And, yeah, man. Yeah. So, what else? What else is going on? What The NBA Finals are happening. Ask me how many minutes I've watched of the NBA Finals. Zero. Uh, but there is a game tonight, and I think I may watch a little bit. I still have to wake up early because your boy got a lift. Uh, but, you know, I guess I'm not super, super interested in it. Or I'm more interested in my goals than, than what happens in the NBA Finals. That's probably it. Or if the game was on at 7 p.m., I'm all over it. I'm all over it. But 9? <sighs> Why? why why are you so worried about people on the west coast is there even people on the west coast people on the west coast have be- they're at the beach they're not even watching basketball and here we are worried about them tuning into the game and not being too just put the game on at 4 p.m for them i don't think anybody works out there on the west coast anyway right beach time man no <laughs> i don't know i don't know but it is what it is i do think that we'll, we'll see I I still am I still going to say the Bucks cuz I said the Bucks first. Um My heart's my heart says no. My heart now says the Suns. But we'll we'll see what happens. Um we'll 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 go from there. But the last the last thing that I kind of wanted to get into real briefly just because it's been something that's been on my mind a little bit and then it kind of flows into a lot of other things I've been talking about coming from um you know all the books i read and and what i try to do in terms of how i position myself uh from a business standpoint and all this kind of stuff is this whole uh this whole idea of creativity versus competition and the more i read and and, and really read about those those people who have brought great success into their life they they consistently operate from the creative space as opposed to the competitive space and I find when I am competing or I am super worried about things going right or meeting a certain number or all my creativity suffers like crazy and I make everything so much harder than it has to be because i'm trying to I'm trying to force things into existence rather than just just create it just just let it just let it come and when i do when I do that um Everything goes everything just goes so much smoother. And you know, I would urge anybody out there that's that's maybe struggling to, to maybe drum up business or even post on social media, whatever, uh, you have to get out of this competitive mind state because, you know, if you if you believe that you're operating from a a sense of scarcity, meaning that you have to be just looking out for you and nobody else can win then that's exactly what you're going to get out of it. But if you start operating from this space of, Hey man, do you need this? Let me help you with this. Let me, let me do this for you. Let me do that for you. Oh, you're putting out a program as well. That's incredible. Go do that, right? When you operate from that space, good things are just going to continue to come your way. And, and and I'm living proof that it happens. So, um, I say a lot of this because I have I've had my personal experiences where um I've had people that I've looked up to that I thought were doing everything amazingly well and uh it turns out they weren't as happy with what I was doing <laughs> they they sure as heck weren't happy with it um and it it almost hurts me because well it did hurt it does hurt when you when certain things happen like that especially when there's people like you look up to right and then you find out that they're like yo that guy they're just talking different ways about it, it's not important, but, um, what I'm, what I'm saying is, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, um, but when you, when you come from that place of, oh, I, everything's mine, and, and I, I can't, I can't give anything away, um, it's, it's so hard to break out of that, and my heart goes out to the people that do it, because if you just knew what was on the other side for you, should you just give, be of service, understand that there's room for everybody to win in, in a multitude of ways. Your life is going to get... Your life, your business, everything is going to be that much better. That much better, man. That much better. And I can't like... I don't know. It's it's uh, It was just on my mind today because some things got stirred up. And I, I saw some things and I was like, oh man. That stinks. That stinks. uh, Because... I, I just want to... I want to get to the point where I want to be... Ri- I know I often say... I wanna be the best at what I do, right? And at the same time, I know that can't ever be quantified. I know that that's never going to be able to be measured, but I can control within the best of my ability to be the best that I can possibly be. And I know that's super cliche, but it is very true. Like we all have the ability to, to get the absolute most out of our potential. And if you can do that, you win. And if you can, while you're doing that, if you can help bring other people along the way with you, you really 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 win like I, I i just i uh man i just don't understand i don't understand why you wouldn't want other people to to, to feel the successes that you have felt especially if you're somebody that's done it at an extremely high level like why wouldn't you want other people to feel that like i i was listening to this um i, I don't remember his name but i was listening to the ed my show and ed had this guy on there and um and he was he was just like you know a super bright enlightened fella and he compared life to a pop-up on a computer screen like you know in the grand scheme of things with as old as the universe is and as old as the universe will continue to get our time here is is like that pop-up that pops up on the screen and we just click out of it real quick because it's time because we want to read our onion article right so if you start to look at things from that perspective you start to look at things from uh, my time here is so short, and it just makes more sense to give what you know to as many people as you can be receptive to as many people as you can and go about your business in a way that's only going to breathe life into other people you know what I'm saying does this make sense at all am I, am I, am I way too far out in left field here I don't know but I told you, I usually don't go in here with a plan. The only plan, I came down here with two books. Everything else, hey man, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. Also, makes no sense. Because nobody flies by the seat of their pants. Right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess, is that... A, again, again, we're just we're just talking. We're just talking. But... That's it, man. That's it. No video for this one. Maybe it would have been a good one to have video. Maybe not. There's just things downstairs scattered everywhere, uh, and that's and that's and that's all she wrote. Again, if you are interested in the keep shooting subscription, please sign up, man. I would love to. I would love to interact with you, talk with you, uh, figure out what you're doing, help you along your journey. I'm thinking about. Uh, I'm thinking about offering a coaches type thing moving forward in the winter months, uh, in which just teaching coaches and 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 trainers or or people that want to be trainers i think that in the coming years the 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 premium on shooting is going to continue to increase and um yeah i just think it's one of those things that you know get in now man if you if you learn it now because you can be such a valuable piece to uh to to players and programs and and parents and and all that kind of stuff, and that, and again, it all comes back to just being a service to those people, and and and, and really getting people better, and uh, and being a good person while doing it, being a good person while doing it. So uh, that's it, man. I'm gonna release this tomorrow, which will be Friday morning, and we'll go from there. I appreciate, again, I appreciate the response to everything. It makes my day when some of you some of you message me and say, hey, just binge binge listened. the podcast i i can't believe that people listen to it i really can't and maybe this will be the last one that people listen to because your boy made no sense and that's the way it goes your boy got bullied by a toad he started talking about creation versus competition oh last thing i want to say about that um i know a lot of times we watch really really good players play and um and we'll be like oh this was his masterpiece game i think that there's something beyond that like to me when the when players get so good like when you watch a guy like lebron He's To me, he's no longer competing. He's just creating. And if you watch him play, he treats the game like that. Like he, he does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. Picking spots, setting things up. And I do believe that once you start to reach that upper echelon of greatness in any field, I think that things stop being so much a competition and more so things just... You're just like, hey, man, how can I create and make this... Even my, mine even more so. How can I leave my fingerprints here, right? And I just think that's, I just think that's really cool, man. Watching a guy like that, I'll never forget. I hope I didn't tell this story, but I'll never forget um, watching Kobe courtside and watching the way he moved up and down the floor will 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 always be in my mind. And I was in ninth grade at the time, and I went to the, it was the Sixers Lakers, and I was wearing. A replica uh, Washington Wizards Michael Jordan jersey, um, and a size of Jordan Elevens in the black and red that were a size too big, and um, but I remember watching that game sitting courtside because um, my my buddy's dad knew Rick Fox's agent, and watching Kobe, it, it was like, oh this guy's oh this guy's playing a different game, man. Like this guy's not. This guy's not playing the game that everybody else is. And at the time there wasn't even all that insight into how Kobe worked and and you know, like now there's sound bites and blah blah blah. But just watching him in person at that level, it was different. And I knew it was different. And I was like, that guy's different. Right? That guy The way he the way he moves on the floor isn't like how everybody else moves. The way he carries himself isn't the way everybody else carries himself. And the way that he puts his 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 uh his mark on the game is different like even from ai man and i know ai was like is is a god figure in in philadelphia but um kobe man <sighs> crazy guy was just such a monster guy was just such a monster i used to actually um man i, I do i tried to end it so i i used to um i was gonna write this because i had like a, an idea to write something about it but i was gonna i was gonna title it um i hate kobe bryant uh and the reason the reason was going to be like i was going to tell the whole story like i my best friend at the time loved kobe and i was a diehard t-mac fan and so we had to pick you You had to pick your allegiance or else or else you died right so i i was like i'm all t-mac my buddy was all was all kobe and (laughs) And so like I would watch Kobe and be like, Well he's not as good as T Mac and that was everything I would do. Everything would be pitted against Tracy McGrady. And at the time Tracy McGrady was a monster. Before Tracy McGrady got hurt, I mean you're talking you're talking a really good player. Um and no matter how well Kobe did, I was like a Kobe hater. Like, oh yeah, but he but yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. Um and then I got older and I started diving into the work side of things more and understanding the nuance and everything. And then it's like I became the biggest Kobe stan of all time. I was just so ignorant at the time. Like, I was so young and, and dumb. I don't, I don't even think I really didn't like him. I just, I just had to pick McGrady. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, man. Um, so hard not to have an appreciation for a guy like that who just worked. I just remember him saying something so interesting that when he, when he said he got to the league, um, he saw it as easier because nobody else wanted to work and so interesting now is that 100 percent true i I, probably not like there's obviously guys at work right but i i guess emo it's like any nine to five right they're just making a lot more money than your average nine to five guy so i don't know that's it okay we'll end it i appreciate you guys thank you for listening to me ramble uh until next time i will keep you updated if i if if i don't if you don't hear from me i've got eaten by a toad um because that's how big it was and that's it man keep shooting uh this podcast is in the books i I don't even know what episode this is we'll name it we'll we'll name it whenever Uh, i think it's 23 so uh it is the it's the jordan podcast but i appreciate everybody thank you so much have a wonderful oh just burp didn't make it through the episode without burping uh have a wonderful rest of your evening and until next time keep shooting